Okay, welcome to the I'll See You in Hell podcast. My name is Oliver. I'm here with my friend, Nathan. What's up, Nathan? <laughs> uh, this week, we are tackling the 1979 classic Alien, starring Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, Ian Holm, and John Hurt. This film was directed by Ridley Scott. Um, the brief synopsis on this movie is, after a space merchant vessel receives an unknown transmission as a distress call, one of the crew is attacked by mysterious life form, and they soon realize its life cycle has merely begun. That's a very ominous uh, description, uh, a very well-written description for what is and what was and remains a terrifying film. Well, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, that's a good description. Uh-huh. I will say this, just right off the bat, about the word terrifying for this film. So, I, I get it. Now, I, I don't know, I think we've mentioned this before, but I did my, my thesis that involved horror movies. It wasn't necessarily on horror movies, but I there was something that we <clears throat> measured for psychophysiologically. Uh-huh. And it was uh, it was basically the factor where you get caused to like jump, right? Mm-hmm. Some like a jump scare or whatever. And it's basically attending to something. When something happens, you pop, look over at it or whatever. This movie, I felt, was <clears throat> so they spend a, like the first hour setting up this terrible thing. Yeah. And then that terrible thing happens. And Mm -hmm. then after that, it's just, I'm not going to say a bunch of jump scares after another. Yeah. But there are a few in there. There are a few in there where they sort of rely on you being a little nervous. (laughs) And then they have a cat jump out or some shit. You shake your pants. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like, so let me ask you this question. Historically. Yeah. And I guess this is, as a kid, it might be different. But are you more frightened by movies where you have a lot of jump scares mm. or are you more frightened of movies that have like terrible imagery or are you more afraid of movies that you know just get in your fucking head and make well, you think it's gonna happen well i would ju- i would basically answer or that with, with, with an answer that's a thread between all of those different variations i would say i'm st- terrified by movies that have a genuine sense of dread and this mm-hmm. movie and this director particularly is an absolute uh, artist when it comes to making movies that have that sense of dread. This film starts off very simply, very quietly, you know, a ship. Almost and, boring. Well, I, but I, I kind of appreciated that part of it. Even like, and I've talked about this before, but the, the opening scene of them all sitting down to have breakfast after being, after being woken from their hypersleep and you, you <laughs> woken from their hypersleep in right. their giant diapers, by the and, way. And their giant, <laughs> giant diapers. diapers. Like, what the fuck? Hey, yeah. hey, I'm going to be sleeping and then they're going to have a camera on me when I get out of here. I'm going right. to put normal underwear on Right. <laughs> giant well, diaper. If you think about it, if you're going to be put put to sleep for that years, <laughs> you have a giant diaper. A diaper probably yeah. makes sense. <laughs> um, but another thing I want to just call out about that opening uh, sequence, like I've mentioned this in my notes, but the ship itself became is a character in this movie. The actual ship is a character, and you'll notice, and they did the same thing in Prometheus years later, that the opening sequence of the ship is just quiet, you know, shots of like a room yeah. that's got a computer buzzing helmets or, in it right yeah and it's eerie and it's spooky and it's like dark and dank and then there's also like the really bright rooms where the crew live like the habitat for where the crew live right but remember this is 1979 this is 10 years after we landed on the moon this is not and this is also gosh it has to be after well after 2001 a space odyssey this is a very gritty look at space travel. And then to get back to your question about whether I was more terrified of this or other things as a kid, remember that when you're a kid, you think space travel is going to be a real thing. You're like, yeah, man, when I get up, we're going to we're we're be living on ships. Yeah. So to me, that made this film even more. Uh, I can't wait. And I don't think we're going to talk about it in this one. I think, we're, I, think I have it set up to talk about it in the next one. But I yes. can't wait to talk about futurology yeah. and what people thought was going to happen yeah. in 1978 when they're making this movie and they're going to put out in 79. What yeah. they think is going to happen even like 20 years in the future or 50 years in the future and how off they are. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about it, but in the Aliens movie, I don't think in this movie they had it, but do you remember if they referenced the cost of things in this particular movie? Oh, uh, no. I remember the one. I know the reference you're talking about. Because they referenced it like four times in Aliens, different yeah. costs, and it's like, Oh, this yeah. giant mining ship cost 
forty-two million dollars. Right. You're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Nothing. An aircraft carrier twenty years ago was like eight million dollars. Like how? Eight billion. Yeah, exactly. Like right. And that flies in fucking. And that's just on the water. That's in the flying fucking hyperspace. So I can't wait to talk about that anytime. We want to talk about this time. What I want to ask is, do you know how, like, you know, they're unflattering diapers and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, <laughs> how does hypersleep even work? Like, they, like, put them in, they freeze them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they freeze them, I believe. Like, it, it, it shuts down your, your, your that's yeah. a good question. So we do could you have stop done. aging then? Uh, yeah, I, she, think, I think she, so. You do, because she goes 57 years in the second one. In the second one, and yeah. still alive. Yeah, They're I do. Still... I do believe you stop aging. So I wonder okay. if like rich people in the future would would just literally yeah. choose to put themselves in hypersleep and. Well, I guess or that's what. If you had like disease, right? If you had some sort of disease, they could figure out that they would put you in hypersleep. And I think maybe... technically that's something that you can buy today. Like if you're uber rich and you want to live forever, oh, you can. Bro. You can pay somebody millions of dollars to stick. I've already thought together. of that. Like if I had a million dollars, I would definitely do like Disney, get my head chopped off and stuck into a thing or whatever. So like, yeah. Robot body. But the other thing I thought of, like I thought, was, you know. Yes, the ship is basically a character. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like it's a, a piece of shit character. It's not really helping them out all that often. But oh. uh, they smoke in space. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, like they smoke lots of cigarettes. So they either have like awesome ventilation, which I guess they do, right? I, yeah. I guess. Um, but <laughs> everyone's smoking. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also thought, and this is a uh, you know, this is going back to the Adam Carolla back in the day. We used to listen to that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when he wasn't as nuts as he is now, but he yeah. would talk. Remember when he'd talk about like um, anachronisms, like uh, mash, where mm-hmm. even it was the Korean War, so it was like the fifties, but everyone had a seventies haircut. Yes, <laughs> and it like would throw him off. Yeah. And he's like, and he'd be like, "Really? You can't like go back and look at a picture of how <laughs> the fifties and like mirror that?" Well, yeah. I noticed that in this one, you know, you can't help it, but you know, everyone's got period sort of look and haircut no one looks like they're from the future mm-hmm. the, the the one black dude parker who by the yeah. way is the smartest guy on the thing we'll talk about in a minute yeah talks like with the funk he's got like yeah. the funky like really like they, right. i mean like well, all right like who's your futurist like what who anyways that just there's, the, me off, but yeah. there's the picture of them with their diapers, <laughs> on. <Yeah. laughs> diapers on by the way yeah. and i know it's sick to everyone else but i couldn't help looking to see if their balls are gonna fall out when they were getting out of the thing i couldn't help i couldn't stop looking <laughs> <laughs> it seems so loose. Everyone who wa- everyone who watches this is gonna now look for their balls falling. Yeah, they're but totally gonna search for that. Spoiler alert, I didn't see any. I didn't see any either. Yeah. But it's it you know, I just I it's it's odd for me because I'm torn on this film. I absolutely despise watching it because I'm telling you, even at 42 years of age, I have a hard time. So we were in Bo- <laughs> Boise, Idaho last weekend, myself and, and Emily, and I was literally watching it on my cell phone and like watching it and fast forward because I'm like, oh, oh my god, I know it's coming on here. Jesus Christ! Jesus yeah, Christ! I need to frame this up. Uh... Right bearing in mind, I was I was a kid with two older. I had an older brother and sister who were teenagers, and we had cable, and I always wanted to participate. I desperately never wanted to be left out and I remember coming downstairs and they were watching this movie called Alien and I think I could be wrong I'm betting my brother probably told me that I shouldn't watch it and I was defined <laughs> I want to do what you're doing and I'm telling you I had nightmares for years <laughs> both parents will still talk about it I was going to have my mom on as a guest but she was uh... not against it <laughs> so but this movie really scared me for years and years my father even tried to like hypnotize me uh, <laughs> to remove the ability uh so even all these years later it still is chilling uh, and this is you know this is yeah i had a version i have i had a movie like this called uh american werewolf in london where yeah. my brother watched it with his friends and i'd always want to go watch it and mm-hmm. i would the like the one time I ever sort of got trapped in, I was over at a friend's house. So I couldn't just like leave because my brother was my, yeah. my way, my way back or whatever. And I was like four years younger than him, but I would sit there and I would, I would watch it. And then I would get too scared like seven minutes into the movie. And I would turn and look at the wall like yeah. for the next hour and a half <laughs> and not look at the movie. It was so silly. Why would I even, subject myself to that shit but yeah, <laughs> yeah. scared the shit out of me and i had the same way if i watch yeah. it today i think i'd be okay right. but uh but uh, yeah back in the day i was i was with you man i wasn't trying to watch these i wouldn't i don't think i watched this until i was you know yeah. probably I, 10 or 11 but 
I mean, the second one has some of it, but it doesn't scare me as much because like we've talked about, it's a big action kind of James right. Cameron movie. But this yeah. Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott does a masterful job of like instilling dread in the audience. And there were so many parts of this. So, you know, the story is this, they, they, they get woken up from the sleep by this uh, transmission that they hear from this planet. They go down to the planet to investigate it. Um, a creature known as a face hugger attaches itself to one of the crew, comes back on the ship. They try to remove it. They discover they can't without killing him. It, it falls off and dies. And then they soon discover that this creature had laid an egg inside of this character played by uh, John Hurt. Um, and the scene where that is revealed is still terrifying. And apparently they, um, it's, it's a little bit of a flash forward to some of the trivia, but they didn't actually rehearse that scene with the actors ahead of time. So they shot it once. Um, they didn't tell them what was going to happen. Uh, and and a, a, couple, a couple of them needed like a day or two of alone time after that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> of, the, of the dinner the dinner table scene the dinner table scene with the chest burster and all that stuff so yeah, yeah. It, it was also later portrayed as a spoof in another um 80s movie called Spaceballs that made fun of it and they, oh yeah they got john hurt to reprise his role and it was pretty yeah. hilarious but um, so 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 go ahead. uh crap i'm gonna forget so first off i did notice that uh the the, the guy the pilot guy was mm -hmm. the same guy from me for vendetta uh yeah oh the bad guy right the pa oh you're talking the wait. guy that the shit burst out of his chest wasn't that the same guy oh, yes in yes there? john same bad guy yes yes exactly yeah yes. yeah i was yeah. like oh my god that's the guy he's we just saw him or whatever yeah uh, i think he was a last minute addition to the cast but also um, um just because it's timely because of what happened this week but um ian holm which i think is so yeah holm, he passed away a couple days ago but he portrays the uh, his character oh his shit yeah. How did I not put that together? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. The the yeah. android. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And he's Bilbo, oh, Bilbo Baggins, obviously. And oh shit. He's played many of amazing characters. He was in Chariots of Fire. He's a tremendous actor. How did I not yeah. And, By the way, I'm looking at the just real quick, I'm looking at Ridley Scott's filmography. Yeah. This is only his second movie. Yeah. Something called the Duelist was his first one. And right. then by the way, right after this he did Blade Runner and Legend. Yeah. Blade Runner was a hit. Legend was... Mm. I love Legend. Come on, back yeah. in the day. I was in a D&D. Yeah. Um, this movie has... I mean, it, it has a massive following. I mean, in, it, it's had many sequels. It's had, I mean, probably endless comic books. There's even been sort of spin-offs of Alien when you, when you consider Alien versus Predator. There's video games. There's... Uh, I remember I was at Comic-Con in Seattle a couple of years ago, and there was a kid dressed as a xenomorph. Um, uh, the artist, Which must have been the hottest, smelliest yeah, costume. Probably was. Probably was. But it's <laughs> it's an unbelievable film, and it's, it's so, remarkable when you consider it was made in 1979. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, <clears throat> there's a couple things that were, <laughs> that were interesting, and that were definitely different than a lot of the things you see today. And I'm trying to figure out where they're, oh, this... And so I was talking to my brother about this the other day, but mm -hmm. the one, one of the things I thought was was interesting was when they're landing that ship. Yeah. So when they when they shoot the little ship off the big ship and yeah. they go to land it on whatever the asteroid or the fucking yeah. planet or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, is that not the longest ship landing? <laughs> That ever. you've ever seen like yeah. it's literally five minutes long where they're going okay now do the hit the yaw and go this yeah. way and hit. okay now we'll land. i just remember thinking like fucking put on any star wars movie mm -hmm. and the ships come in like this right and, and like or whatever not only that and i know we're gonna talk about this next time but sure i thought it was cool but 57 years later in the future mm -hmm. when you watch the aliens movie yeah, when they come flying in within their military fucking plane onto yeah. the onto the planet, they're like, <laughs> and when they land, they like immediately the thing drops, and they yeah. can like drive something out of it. So they obviously fifty seven years they've got their technology fucking hooked up. But mm -hmm. I was watching this going like, okay, Jesus Christ! I know you're trying to set the scene here that it's like, you know, you're the slow roll and everything, but <laughs> it took five yeah. minutes to fucking land that goddamn thing. I was like, this is, I don't remember this, but yeah, well, five yeah, minutes to land a plane. Right. But you also, I mean, another thing is one of the comedy things that I thought was like how they portrayed sophisticated computers. Cause like everything was like right. clickety clackety and like Star Warsy, like yeah. old school Star Wars, like one line on the screen and 
I did like, and it's also an interesting thing is that like there was the computer, like the main computer called Mother, and Mother was like I figure Mother out. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't figure Mother out. Like I couldn't figure she was worthless the entire time until like maybe near the end or whatever. But I couldn't figure out what Mother was supposed to be all about. Like was she supposed to be like a an AI that like watched over the crew because she was shit. If that was the case, or was she just some sort of computer they could ask Wikipedia stuff to? I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I think um, you're right. I mean, also Mother was sort of a a sinister character because Mother collaborated with... um, That's what I figured. Okay. Um, Because Ash, remember... Interesting about this film is that there's actually more than one monster on this film. There's the Xenomorph, which is the alien, but there's also Ash, who is sort of this conniving, sinister company man who is basically sacrificing the crew. You got that in Aliens, too. Yeah, and yeah, so they keep that going in the future films because you have you have the Paul Reiser character in the Aliens. I think there's I don't remember Alien Three is kind of a murky one because some people absolutely adore that film, but it's it's done by the same guy who did Fight Club. I think it was actually his fi- first film. It's really oh, well, I didn't know that. really dark, um, but I don't Sorry, remember. I, didn't remember that. I don't remember a company man kind of a vibe to that one. I don't um, remember it either. I remember they were in a prison. It was they were in a prison and there was a. They remember they had they had some sort of aliens in there because they were hitting a little steam button that was fucking yeah. aliens up when they were when they wanted yes. to tra- train the alien to do something else or whatever. So there was a version of that in and that one I didn't I know we talked in my topic that one I didn't love but I also I kind of did like like oh they had some cool characters in there that did some cool stuff but uh, it was dark yeah it was sort of a yeah, yeah it was a little more, and I'm I thinking of the wrong one yeah wasn't there one with Ron Perlman. Yeah, I think you're thinking of the right one. So basically the story with that one is that that was was meant to be after Aliens and it was the ship that was carrying back Ripley, Newt, and um, the soldier. Yeah, Yeah, crashed or died. Or there was an alien that snuck up. Oh, shit, right. Yeah, yeah. So actually it's interesting that they've they've talked about that film and they they were going to do another sequel um, recently and it was going to be the same guy who did the whatever Plan 9, um, whatever that director is, you know, the Anyway, there was going to be another set of sequels, and they were going to oh. do it. They were going to do it, assuming that it was after Aliens. They were going to kind of ignore uh. three. Um, anyway, we're getting off topic, but I will say that um, this film, you know, for its day, for you know what kind of tools they had to make movies, they did a pretty amazing job. Um, I love. I mean, just to go through some of the notes I had about stuff that I liked about it. I love that it still scares me at 42 years of age. There's very few things that I, you know, that, you know, yeah, this movie gave me nightmares for years and it's still freaky. Um, I love that the opening scene at breakfast was really so, you know, perfectly written to sort of illustrate each of the characters. You had the two kind of laborer guys, you had the sophisticated, intelligent Ash, you had the, the officers, um, and then you had Tom Skerritt, who was the captain, who played, I think his name is Dallas. Um, yeah, yeah, Dallas, yeah. Uh, the film only has music at the very beginning and then it has none. So, yeah, I think I sort of noticed that, and I, I don't know if I'd ever noticed that before, but I think I had noticed it, um, and yeah, that was a real cool part where they didn't have, because it definitely, with no music in it, you know, lets you sort of hear some of the some of the more gnarly things that, that go on or whatever, but yeah, it's uh, definitely, definitely it's one of those, one of those things where it helps with the jumpy scenes too, right? Yeah. There's no music leading up, but you don't know what's going to happen. Right. So. So this, so the part where uh, the guy goes in and gets the face hugger stuck yes. on his face. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so this is, yeah, this is the part where, listen, I mean, maybe in the first movie, you know, when you never heard of this kind of thing, you stick your mask close to the alien egg and yeah. probably feel pretty confident it's going to happen to you because you don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But, but it is interesting how they, you know, the, <laughs> in Prometheus as well, and even I think in Aliens, I think a little bit, in Prometheus or Aliens, they have the same thing. Like Prometheus, the guy takes off his his, his actual mask right. and puts his face like real close to the bad oh, thing. And then it, like, come on. Like, what? Yeah, we What's happening? About, we talked about this. I remember you mentioned that you, you, you're you despising of Prometheus because that the world's dumbest scientist. Yeah, so dumbest scientist. This guy yeah. isn't a scientist, so I get it that like, he's not like necessarily with it in that right. kind of thing. But put your face. Why you put your face? Anyways, why you put your yeah. face? I thought that was interesting uh, and funny as well. The yeah. one thing I did want to point out right. is, so now we're going to get into tropes yes. of, of movies 
that have happened, especially in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and mm-hmm. 2000s, where uh, the black guy gets killed first. Yeah. And in this movie, it goes against that. As yeah. a matter of fact, Parker, the head mechanic guy, gets killed like second to last or third yes. to last. Like he, he lasts forever. And here's the other awesome part about Parker. Mm-hmm. Parker's correct every time he talks oh, yes. almost. Yeah, he, yeah. The first thing he says is, they're like, uh, the main <laughs> Dallas is like, hey man, we got to go down and <laughs> save this, you know, see what this, this beacon is. And mm-hmm. Parker says something like, no, I want to go home and party, he says. Yeah. And everyone else is like, ah, oh, fuck off, we got to go, <laughs> we got to go save these guys or whatever. He says it like four different times he does, let's see, I, I made notes. Uh, what else did he do? Oh yeah. The alien pops out of his chest. Yeah. The guy's chest, right? Mm-hmm. He goes to fucking stab it. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, don't touch it, Ash yeah. says, because Ash wants it to live. Yeah. So he's got these instincts that are like on the best, point. on yeah. point, but everyone's like, oh, fuck off, or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, there's another part. Uh, uh, there's another part at the end where he does something as well, which is like, mm. uh, I can't, I don't see it now, but he's constantly making like really, really good decisions mm-hmm. about what to do, and everyone else is telling him to fuck off. Right. Oh, yeah. He, when the guy gets the face sucker on him mm-hmm. and they like try to take it off for a second and it like, you know, stutters, you know constricts his neck and all sort of guy. Yeah. Uh, he goes, how come you guys just don't freeze him? Right, right. And everyone's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's, what? What do you mean? That was the, I think the, the, the initial hint that, uh, that Ash was up to no good because because <laughs> Ash, you know, in, in normal scenes, I would bet you that our normal circumstances, Ash would agree to like, yeah, you should freeze yeah, you would think. But, you know, like, I think, you know, getting back to the point about like, they didn't really act like they knew like they were heading in for danger. They were, they were basically a bunch of truck drivers. Like this was That's essentially true. a That's freight true. truck and they were diverted on orders because they were told that if they didn't, they would lose their, their commissions right. or whatever That's it was. True. So, like some of that I, I can understand but you're right that he was the one who was the most on point and most correct but so was uh, I mean Sigourney Weaver's character we well, have right. to obviously give her a lot of talk because she is right. an iconic role Ripley was is one of the most iconic action stars of all time now as a side note I sent a list of films that we were going to discuss to a friend of mine um, to see if she wanted to you know if there was anything she wanted to add to it and she commented to say that most of the films that we picked didn't have female leads and i was like okay well most of the flicks in the 80s and 90s did not have female leads right in the 70s right but that's what's so cool about this movie is it has a has a badass female lead yeah so yeah i didn't want to get into this till next time but i'll get into a little bit now because people that have seen aliens also understand how much of a badass she is because she she gets more badass every movie because this one she's a truck driver she gets some experience right right then she gets into the next one Mm -hmm. she gets around marines anyway i don't want to talk too much about the next movie but she learns she learns like she's a fast learner obviously she's a fucking pilot she's super smart uh she has great instincts and in the second movie when they're like hey here's how to use this gun she picks it up pretty much right away like she's pretty she's pretty good at it so what you know again she's a fucking pilot yeah. So she's a fucking super smart, and she's, mm-hmm. you know, working out on this thing, so she knows a bunch of shit about mechanical stuff. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, super badass. This, so uh, so let's, let's talk about this a little bit, in that, you know, A, we weren't, when we grew up, mm-hmm. you know, there weren't a lot of strong uh, female characters that I can remember that I yeah. watched on screen at all, especially not in the action movie kind of stuff. Definitely there was the strong females, female characters in other type of movies, but yeah. in, in action, you, you didn't see it that often. Uh, you saw it sometimes. But, and then there was a thing which our males have, and I don't mm-hmm. know if females have it, and maybe I'll speak for myself, but I know a lot of dudes yeah. um, who have this thing where they like, well, it's just not believable. Mm-hmm. It's not believable if sh- there's a female running around with like a big gun shooting things or whatever. Just mm-hmm. not believable that they would do that or whatever. Um, and I don't, you know, I think in history we've seen that that females will fucking pick up swords. They'll fucking yeah. do all sorts of crazy shit that you wouldn't think they would do if they're driven to do it. Right. And 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 if they're given a chance. And so she is one of those people that like the character not only broke that sort of mold, it also mm-hmm. made a 12-year-old or 10-year-old or whatever, Nathan go, oh, okay, this is fucking believable. This yeah. could happen. Like, they did it such a great way, and she is such a great actress, and she's probably tough herself that I was 
into it 100%. I was like, this is not, this is a thing. She's yeah. fucking badass. Like, yeah. and it's a great thing to show, you know, especially with the girls out there and everything that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, these, and it, and it continued on. I mean, she got more and more badass as it went along, and it was still 110% believable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, some of the casting what ifs, apparently there was a, a talk that it was going to be Glenn Close at some point, And they were like, she might actually been OK, though. Yeah. I, I, you know, some, you can never obviously go back in time, but it's difficult for me to imagine anybody else other than Sigourney Weaver as Ripley. And, yeah. she, you know, and, and she obviously did the second film with James Cameron and that relationship stayed because then she eventually went on to play a role in um, Avatar, which is. A whole oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot about Avatar. Yeah. So and, you know, I just I, I just can't I don't think there's a single flaw in the casting i think ian holm particularly was remarkable because he was he was so quiet and calm and chilling and when he turned bad and when he basically said to sigourney Weaver, like yeah i'm i've been instructed to not give a shit about any of you people i'm here to get the alien or when they when they reboot him like when his head gets knocked off by yeah and then they reboot him and he's basically saying like yeah you guys are done this is a perfect (laughs) creature that's gonna right so why why was he so at the near the end right when he's there's only a few of them left he starts like like sweating his white goo yeah i think it's because that was weird I think I could be wrong, but I think what you would like if if we had the writers here, we were asking them about it. Probably the theory would be that his his programming was at great conflict because I'm sure he had some sort of protection programming in where he was right. supposed to be a member of the crew and protect the crew, but yet he's been giving a trumping order to say, right. "Fuck that! Just get this alien back for us. We don't yeah. care about we don't care about anything else. Number one priority." And yeah. like that scene was was. I remember like seeing that for the first time and thinking, "What?" I mean, because you you imagine that you're yes. all of these guys together going up to this alien, but yet no, no. Among them, they have a traitor, um, and they kept that going in other movies, as we discussed the Paul Reiser mm-hmm. one. But one thing I just want to flash out of to the Prometheus one, the Prometheus one they attempted to do that with was Charlize Theron, and I remember that like because she was the company man, she was the one who was going right. to sacrifice everybody for company interest, yes. for interest. And I remember seeing that movie and in the theater and the scene where she dies like it was disappointing because nobody like because it was Charlize Theron no one really hated her (laughs) (laughs) like everyone's like oh she died oh that's a bummer like when Paul Reiser dies in the second movie like I would bet you there were cheers in the theater because he was a spoiler alert right yeah well we're still kidding a lot of this movie I don't even here's here's some like I only saw Prometheus once uh, yeah. I don't even remember the part where right. she dies. I don't even yeah. remember who killed her, how, how she died, yeah. whether she found a fucking airlock. Right. I, don't remember. I remember that I like their android a lot because uh, yeah. I also like Michael Fassbender just as sure. an actor and everything. But uh, yeah, but I, you know, we can get to Prometheus later. I didn't love yeah. that movie, but right. uh, that's I think we need to add that to the list because we've talked about it sort of side note a couple of I, times. But I guess have... it's not gonna. I'm gonna hate on it. The whole yeah, time. that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so let me get back to my notes here to see if we've covered. So I've covered everything that I liked. I, the ship was obviously great, um, even though and yeah, it doesn't lower the tension now that I know it was coming. So let's, if you're okay with it, let's move on to a couple of the standard questions that we always go into. Sure. Uh, when did you see it the first time? And for me, I was, it was, as I mentioned earlier, probably when my brother, older brother and sister were watching it um, on cable. And uh, I think that's similar for me too. It's probably on HBO. It's probably, yeah. you know, back in the day, my parents went through weird cycles where they would let us watch fucked up movies and then they wouldn't depending on yeah. how they just, they felt at the time. Right. Uh, so, so I think we watched this on cable as well. Pretty yes. sure I watched it with my brother and like our friend Dave, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it freaked the fuck out of me. Right. I probably only watched it once at first. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I mean, it might have scared me so bad. I can't really remember, but that I didn't watch it again until Aliens came out yeah. a couple of years later, and then I watched that and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is, I can do this." Right. Uh, which that one still fucked me up too. We can talk about that later, but right. um, yeah, I only actually watched this one I think probably once as a kid because I was just like, "Nah, no." I don't yeah. need this. I don't need this in my fucking life. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it scared you too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't have the. I don't. I don't. I didn't nightmares. have the. Right. I didn't have the memories <laughs> of. I mean, I had nightmares about other things, but. Yeah. yeah. It's. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it, it's it's all about reference. Like when you're a kid and you think, oh yeah, you know, 25, 30 years from now, we're all going to be on spaceships traveling around the universe. <laughs> right. Our see- fu- the futurists in these things have zero clue about how long things take. Like, yeah. So. Clue. I, I think this movie holds up. Yes, the computer technology is antiquated and the big 
you know, tube televisions and the tube computers and the rat, you know, the rickety rackety noise, but I still think it holds up. I don't think it needs any changes. It doesn't need to be redone. And I would, I would argue, I guess, you know, we, and we've dipped into it. We'll discuss it more detail. Prometheus's problem to me was it was too fancy because bearing in mind that Prometheus is a prequel to this. They have to do that with Star Wars too. Yeah. And the Star Wars prequels, everything looked newer. The ship looks amazing, and it's got like iPads yeah, everywhere, yeah, virtual yeah, reality displays. Yeah. You know, yeah. I get it. I they mean, could explain it by like you never seen Battlestar Galactica, but in the in the TV series Battlestar Galactica, they yeah. sort of go backwards, uh, right. and they sort of use that to explain why their technology looks so fucked up still, like yeah. the 70s technology, because right. they like they their 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 thing is oh well. The Cylons, the bad guys, yes. can get to us if we have networked computers. Right. So all their shit is off network. So they have these little crappy consoles that they just type in like things that they call people instead of like put it over the internet. So that's how they explain it there. It's like they explain that we have antiquated stuff because the Cylons can't fucking use it against us. Right. This is not that. This is well, we have a <laughs> we have a nice looking ship and we should put yeah. some iPads in there, like, well, it's yeah. a prequel, but okay. Let's do yeah, it. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the hell? Who gives a fuck? It's, so yes, yeah. Uh, so it, yeah. Yeah, it still holds up, I think. Yeah, it holds up to a certain extent. They could definitely, and I know it's just some aliens as well. They could right. use a little uh, up jump on the special effects for like ships flying in and stuff mm-hmm. against backdrops. But yeah, I think it holds up otherwise. Yeah, and it's like it's sort of a badge of nerd honor if you're walking around a comic con wearing a you know a t shirt that says you're a crew member of the Nostromo. Like it right. says that you're a super nerd if you're wearing <laughs> yeah. like because you can buy right. Nostromo t shirts and crew member <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, now they could also they could also I they could use a little uh, up up jumping of some of their technology as far as like yeah. I don't know if you noticed but they're. They're like alien detector. They're like, yeah, oh yeah. Look like a fucking leaf blower. <laughs> like, yes. look like a fucking leaf blower. Like, all right. Like, someone obviously grabbed a leaf blower and said, like, oh, it's painted black. We'll put this yeah. thing on there. Like, eh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I I'm also, curious to see what the, the budget was. Oh, I've got that. Yeah, it's actually in a remarkable um, haul of money that it made too. So okay. it was really okay. a gigantic success. So it's okay, not a surprise that. that he was given permission to do Blade Runner, which is an incredible film. Yeah. Um, anyway, the uh, I would say also, um, you know, if like if this should be made again, who should be in it? I don't think it should be made again. I think it's the Rock, right, Ali? Well, no, I don't. The Rock should be Ripley's role. The Rock right? should be Ripley with a wig and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I will say that like uh, I and it, this comes across for every film genre that has a bad guy. I honestly think the bad guy is more important than the good guy. Oh, the, the quality yes. of the bad guy is so much more important. Like if you think about like the best James Bond movies had the best villains and it like the worst James Bond villain, like were terrible. There was one movie with, with Daniel Craig where like the bad guy was like a Prius driving environment. <laughs> you know, like, it was like, really? You know, like, whereas, like, this you're using of, five kilojoules right, more than you need to. Then you need to yeah, I'm going to kill you slowly with yeah. the Prius laser game. Laser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but the bad guy in this was two guy, bad guys. Obviously, the xenomorph, which is like a flawless beast that has acid for blood and you can't kill it without killing yourself. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it has this like ratcheting like uh, or it grows thing. like a, a thousand pounds in like two yeah. hours right and it has that like that dual set of teeth where it, like it smiles at you and then like a second like like your brain out yeah. right it's yeah. it's a horrendous beast and then you <laughs> add ian holm who did a tremendous job as a bad guy yeah. um yeah. so anyway i i don't think this movie needs to be made again but there are some casting bits in my um section in the trivia but we can move on to the Bill Paxton Award. Well, hold on. Before we get to Bill Paxton, can I okay. ask one question about sure. what was the <clears> – and this is going to come up more in Aliens when we talk about right. it. But, so if this alien mm-hmm. had gotten into the ship mm-hmm. and not killed anyone mm-hmm. and stowed away all the way to Earth, yeah. well, let's say this alien got out on Earth, uh-huh. that wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? Because it's not the mother alien. It's well, not laying any eggs, right? And it's yeah. not like it can like bite you and make you a vampire. It, yeah. So it's just going to be the one thing running around, right? Right. I mean, it can't split into two, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 you know, it doesn't even address it. They de- technically didn't even bring in the whole plot line of a queen and mother, the second, yeah, and exactly. the second one. So I don't know. Theoretically, the mother person. should have been down there still, or early, yeah. and it should have lived anyways. 
Right. So is that I, basically your your point that when the when the face hugger was attached to the John Hurt character, they should have frozen him and said, "Screw it, we'll let somebody at home deal with it." Is that kind of <laughs> well? Yeah. I mean, to make it sound more dangerous, I, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's just like because I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, sure, the alien's bad and all, but it's not right. like it's going to like lay a bunch of eggs once it gets to Earth. It's right. just going to be it, and someone's yeah. going to eventually kill it. Now, our stupid government would have grabbed a hold of it and said, "How many diseases can we make out of this? And how right. many?" And maybe they could replicate it and grow a bunch sure. or something. So that, yeah, anyway, that was the Anyway, let's go, let's go back to yeah. Okay. So I think, as I've mentioned him a couple of times so far, I'm I'm guessing it's not going to be a surprise, but I believe that Ash, um, who is played by Ian Holm, is the Bill Paxton Award winner of this. He is he's basically the second monster in the film. Uh, he is very sinister and calm and quiet and very chilling. Like there's a moment where where uh, Sigourney Weaver comes up to you know interrogate him about why he let the crew back on board when it was a violation of protocols, and he's like looking in a telescope or a, a microscope rather and you know you can tell that he's he knows what's happening he knows that right. this creature trying to ignore and stuff too yeah right? but he's like, it's just so polite and so like it's it's funny because it reminds me of an interview that they did with anthony hopkins about um his hannibal lecter uh character which is a chilling villain right and the most like uh freaky thing that he did was in that opening scene when clary starling comes up he just politely looks at her and says good morning oh. Yeah, but just just like a super polite good morning, and like you know, this guy is like a vampire, and it's the same thing with with Ian Holm in this film. Like he is like, I mean, I in in essence, he's he's worse than the alien in the. So did they know? I can't remember now. I just watched this two days ago. Did they did they know he was a a android the whole time? I. Or do they just figure it out at the end? I think they figured out at the end. I think okay. they figured out at the end. I think they did not know he was an android the whole time. Okay. Um, and, you know, obviously when he starts, like, you know, bleeding milk. Right. Uh, it kind of becomes a thing. And then you know, the, the Parker character, you know, bashes him over the head. And that, that's what kills that's him. That's really the thing, yeah. But then they they interview him post-mortem. And he gives even more chilling advice to say that, you know, I, can, right. I can't lie to you. You're chances are, <clears throat> you know, n- minuscule. But that's my... Bill Paxton Award winner. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a another? Yeah, I mean, I mean that one's a good one. Uh, I'm still going with Parker, man. I mean okay. the guy. I mean the guy makes the guy makes every right decision. The only thing he fucks up on, only thing he fucks up on is the very end, right? When he's with uh, uh, Lambert, the other the other um, lady, the uh uh-huh. um, the pilot or mechanic. Anyways, they're they're rolling around trying to. Uh, to, to find something, I can't remember they're trying to find, but right. uh, they go off together, which is stupid, of course, they split up, and I think Ripley at this point goes after the cat, mm-hmm. which is another dumb move, but, uh, uh, and when the cat jumps out and scares everyone, like, right. Uh, yeah. But, it's paralyzed, or like, um, oh yeah, the, she's like, the alien like drops down next to her, mm-hmm. and then she's all paralyzed by fear, and Parker's like, hey, let's go, let's go, you know, or whatever, um, and she's just like, paralyzed by fear, he has the chance right there, yeah, I mean, he might burn the shit out of her. True. Yeah, but he has a chance right there to like, and like yeah. flamethrower like both of them basically and torch it. Do it. Instead, yeah. he like runs at him because he doesn't want to burn her or whatever, and then it just fucks him up. Yeah. So it's like he was. I think. I think I'm going to say Parker is my Bill Paxton. Yeah. He made all the right choices, even if he didn't mean to. Yeah. Got a very end. I thought yeah. he was. Uh, he was. I thought he was great as far as that goes, making all the right choices. I will give yeah. it to Paxton. Parker. Okay. Well, I think this is this is our first episode yet where you actually haven't necessarily convinced me, and that's totally fine. We have two distinct oh, good, award winners. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like, you know, he, another thing about his character is like he, if you remember the beginning of the movie, him and his buddy, who is the other sort of crew member, were very like selfish in their interest. Like they were yeah. like, talking yes. about how they're not getting enough share that they, yeah. it's unfair. But yet, you know, in contrast to that, he was not he was not selfish in his action. He was always no. ready to go go do mm-hmm. things for the group and save mm-hmm. people and all that. So, yeah, I mean, he's the one who went in and went after Dallas when Dallas was taken over. You know, it, it, yeah, it, uh, yeah I, 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 I agree with I mean, you. I, I stay with, I, I like yours too. I'm just yeah. saying that, you know, he's, I would say he's, he's up there as well. Okay. So let's move into some of the main categories like we've discussed <clears> before. <throat> How much did this movie cost? It cost $11 million. It's like cheap. Seems cheap, but eleven million dollars in nineteen seventy nine money might be fifty million yeah. today. Um, how much did the movie make? It made two hundred and three million worldwide. That's incredible for the time. That's 
I mean, we're not talking dirty dancing. But yeah, we're not still, talking. Still pretty amazing. Still pretty fucking amazing. That's On Rotten, pretty incredible. Rotten Tomatoes, it got 98% critical. Whoa! And 94% audience score. Whoa! Right? Yeah, wow. I, it's, That's okay. It's, it's hard to find flaws in this movie. I mean, there's not like... It's pretty good for a horror movie, too. There's not... You can't pick any cast member who was dreadful to watch. You can't pick any story plot that was unnecessary. It's like... And I always judge a film by that. Like, are there any scenes in the movie that you watch and go like, really, did I need this? No, no need. Every single scene in this movie had a purpose. Um, and from a review perspective, it doesn't surprise me it's that high. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. And I'm looking on... Uh, let's see, let's see here. Roger Ebert's review. Yeah. Four stars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't say anything really bad about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it was a, you know, I know it was a great movie for its time. Mm -hmm. It still holds up. Um, I still prefer the second one just because yeah. it's way more actiony, but it's definitely a, one of those ones that still holds up. I'm yeah. not surprised it made that much back in the day because I was watching it going, you know, Again, we've looked at a lot of you know, Predator, right? Like mm -hmm. a lot of campy, not necessarily campy, but like, yeah, it's got some flaws in it. You know, mm -hmm. obviously Big Trouble of China, campy. But this one was one where you watched it and you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't see too many flaws, especially for 1979. Yeah. Where some like aficionado would go, well, it's, uh, you know, the CGI in here looks like shit. Like, okay, there's no All such right. thing as CGI. So you're not going to say that. But yeah, it looks, it looks yeah. So here's an interesting thing. I've got this page up that gives you some sort of stats about, and we, we do this every time, like things that happened in 1979 or things that happened in the era. So mm -hmm. to give you an idea of scale with what comes to how much money, like the average cost of a new house in 1979 was $58,100. So yeah. somebody who, you know, is going through a real estate thing right now, I can <laughs> yeah. tell you that $58,100 yeah. sounds good. I could, yeah. Uh, yeah. Average income per year, $17,500. Average monthly Ooh. rent, $280. Um, average, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, a Sony Walkman was $200. That must have been a luxury item. Holy cow. Actually, I'm trying to think like Sony Walkman's around at 79. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, he, let's see what happened in 1979. Michael Jackson released a breakthrough album, Off the Wall. Uh, ESPN, really? ESPN launched in 1979. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I used to love Let's see. What else? What else? Uh, okay. In the United States, we launched the Skylab space station. That kind of applies. That's interesting. So that's another part. Terminator. Yeah, that that ties into uh, what I was saying earlier that the era like you would you would think that with space travel being so prevalent and like so in the news all the time and the space shuttle and the space stations and all that stuff. I mean, Star yeah. Wars, right? Could yeah. come out. So people were like all into that. Right, we're 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 heading for space. We're all going to be in space. So Elliot was even more terrifying. Um, let's see, that's nineteen seventy. Oh, uh, you're thinking to yourself, they're going to put me up in the space in like fifteen years. That would be fun. Yeah, I'm on my way. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's oh, Space Force is. We could go a whole ten minutes on that, but that movie, that show is fantastic. Um, okay, let's go into some trivia real quick. Uh, the chest bursting scene was filmed in one take with four cameras. Um, so I wonder if they had, did they have, so did they actually show like, so like, did they have like special effects underneath his shirt and like everyone was reacting to it in real time? Like it was yeah. like the shirt like looked kind of like bloody and stuff. Right. So let me, this, one of my pieces of trivia will perhaps answer some of that question. And he goes, it goes on to say that for the chestburster sequence, Sir John Hurt stuck his head, shoulders, and arms through a hole in the mess table. So you can kind of imagine that. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, linking up with a mechanical torso that was packed in compressed air to create the forceful exit of the alien and lots of, <laughs> and lots of animal guts. The, so here's the part that's the uh, interesting thing is the rest of the cast were not told that real blood and guts were being used. So uh, spoke genuine reactions and shock and disgust. Uh, <laughs> Apparently this work was so well done that the character who played uh, Parker went home in complete shock afterwards, locking himself in a room and refusing to talk to his wife for several hours. How is that for trivia? Knowing that, I wish I had... Uh... Uh, I knew, which I knew that beforehand, so I could have watched his like facial like yeah. uh, expressions. Reactions. Yeah, happening. yeah like, he's probably the one that would jump like the furthest back and stuff. Like, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that's also brilliance yeah. of Ridley Scott. Like, don't tell yeah. them what you don't need to know, and then just show it to no. them. No. 
and he actually did it. I remember watching the, I remember watching the Prometheus behind the scenes, and there's that scene where the space cobra jumps out of that guy's face. Or right, whatever. space cobra. Yeah. Um, and and he did the same thing then. He didn't tell the the, the cast what was happening. Oh, I would have yeah. pissed off. I would have pissed. They would have jumped out of me. And they would have told me. But yeah, yeah that's a that's the way to do it, man. That's really that's really good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you're sitting there anticipating it. Like, uh, so here's another part of trivia that I also think adds to how fantastic this film is, is that the Xenomorph, which is the alien character, doesn't, has, has only four minutes of screen time and doesn't make an appearance until about an hour into the movie. And if you think about that, like another you know, reason why I wanted to do this podcast and talk about how better movies were in the, in the day, and sometimes there's exceptions, of course, but you know, modern films would have the guy, have the creature on screen like, 80% of the time because they spent money on special effects. So therefore they want the return. Whereas the old days, because they had to be more creative about how to make the alien happen and how to make it still terrifying, they probably didn't want to show it very often because well, also to cover up any sort of special effects, snafus, yeah. right? It's like why they have, right. that's why they have Batman movies in the dark. Right. So you, so he's, you can't tell like what sort of things he's on wire and he's flying around. He's doing yeah. Sort of thing. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to bring up one uh, uh, shit on your point thing, sure. but it's not going to be a, a too bad of a shit on your point thing, but yeah. I, I agree with you. It's the <clears throat> the theater of the mind where they're basically like, mm. they show you snippets of a bad guy, right? And like you're, yeah. you're nervous the whole time of what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Blair Witch Project, which we talked about as I did my thesis on, mm -hmm. you don't see the bad guy until the very last two frames of the entire movie. Yeah. It's the witch who's standing in a corner or something, or you're what doing whatever, or or you know maybe you don't even see the bad. I don't know if that's the bad guy. You're not even really told. But it's the entire movie is like they're talking about something that could happen. Yeah. And literally in the last two frames of the movie, you see what might be the bad guy himself. Yeah. That's so crazy. This is the same sort of thing. It's like I bet you the same when we look at aliens. Mm -hmm. They'll probably have been on obviously longer because the mom aliens on at the end for quite a, a while. Long time, yeah. But Leading up to that, yeah, it's probably three minutes, yeah. four minutes, five minutes, you know? So, yeah, that's, I love that show. I love that show. Um, here's an interesting bit of, bit of trivia. Harrison Ford actually turned down the role of Captain Dallas. So Harrison I, Ford was cool. offered the role to be the Tom Skerritt character. And interesting side note, I had occasion – Oh gosh, it was like five or six years ago. I was working at a, a fundraiser event in Seattle, and I got the opportunity to actually meet uh, Tom Skerritt because Tom right. Skerritt is this Seattle icon. He's been here forever. He's obviously much older, but he's still, you know, very much with it. And he was standing in a photo line with uh, his wife, and I came up and introduced myself, and I literally said, "Sir." that movie fucked me up so much for like 15 years. <laughs> and, like, and he's like, Steel Magnolias? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. I will I mean, say this. I, I, <clears throat> out of all the characters on, the, on, the, on this movie, particular yeah. movie, I probably like this character least. Oh, really? Captain Dallas? Yeah. He yeah. was just very sort of Laissez-faire didn't seem to have a whole lot of emotion about anything, which is sure. great as a captain, right? You're like right. to be even keel or whatever. Right. But I felt like he was a little too too calm. I mean, his and, and maybe that's what his character was. Yeah. Too calm of a guy. But he feels like felt like too calm. Now, Harrison Ford would have been just as calm. Yeah. I think is you know he he is not really an excitable guy. I think. Um, would I have liked Harrison better? I mean, I like Harrison everything. So yeah, of course I would yeah. like Harrison better. But I'm glad they saved him for quote-unquote, same thing. Right, right. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah I agree I with that. I'm not scared enough, but I, I don't I don't think Harrison Ford would have been good. I also think Harrison Ford decided early on that he didn't want to he didn't want to die gruesomely in films. Like, can you think of a movie where he's died? Uh, not one. Gruesomely, no. No, yeah, he died in the Star Wars, the latest Star Wars. Yeah, but not gruesomely. That was almost like romantic. Like it was kind of right, like right. it's not. Yeah. You know, but this would have been gruesome. This would have been. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's died. Ever. Yeah, it's like it's. I mean, Tom Hanks makes similar decisions. Like he never plays a bad guy. Tom Hanks has never played right. a bad guy. Tom um, Skerritt did. You know, he did have the classic in this one where he died, where the alien gives him a hug like this. Yes. Yeah. Right. Put yeah, the arms yeah, like <laughs> to embrace him, but then the goes a black yeah. or whatever. It's like all right. Yeah, but here's a just a you know because I brought it up while you were talking about it, like how they wouldn't necessarily want to show the alien up close to show the flaws of it. Like so right. here is this That's picture true. I'm showing on screen is the the actor in the alien suit, and you can very see very tall, that, very skinny. It looks like 
Yeah, you can tell that like if you were looking at this in close detail, you might see some of the flaws. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. But, you know, but I still believe that even with that like excuse for not showing the alien, it actually makes the film more terrifying. Like the shark oh, yeah. the shark doesn't get revealed until like yeah. the very end of the movie in, in Jaws and the, yeah, 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 it was yeah, because yeah. it was broken, but also because it made it really great. <laughs> um, right. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. If, you're not, if you don't see it, you just get hints of it. That makes right. you more where it's going to fucking pop up next. Yeah. 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 So yeah. as mentioned earlier, the casting of uh, Sigourney Weaver as um, Ripley came down to her and Meryl Streep and it ended up going with uh, with Sigourney Weaver. And I think that was a good choice. Um, so I, yeah. I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the, I mean, there's tons and tons. Oh, one last bit of uh, <laughs> kind of funny trivia. They used, in order to create the tendons of the beast's ferocious jaws, they used shredded mm-hmm. condoms. Shredded condoms. Really? <laughs> All right. I'm not even gonna get into like, like Why? how they got the goo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go. Let's not get into how they got the goo. Then. Yeah. Right. Shredded condoms. Yeah. Wow. Shredded okay. condoms. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And these guys are so like creative style back then. Yeah. Yeah. So what can we find lying around that we can make? Like, yeah, I mean it works, right? Hey, hey, we need an alien fucking snipper. Okay, yeah. use this, use this leaf blower. Right. Like, oh, all right. Exactly. We'll black. Yeah. Oh God! Look at that. That's the scene. That's the John Hurt scene. That's yeah, pretty that's, gruesome. That's pretty gruesome, though. Yeah. yeah. Those condoms on his head, right there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it might be. Uh, it might and then be. here's a like. See, a that's the scene right there. Was when the uh, when no one could see this, but that, yeah. <laughs> that was the scene before where um, she's backed up and he yeah. could have he could have used his flamethrower and killed him. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, that, that, that stuff about like the crew walking around by themselves and then getting eaten by the alien, it was hard. I couldn't do it. Yeah, bro, do don't it. split up. That was yeah. the thing I was yelling at the screen. It's like, why is everyone, and they do that in Aliens too. We'll talk about that in a minute. Well, yeah. later, but, uh, but yeah, the, the, don't split up, bro. That's right. like, come on, everyone knows that. Should be 101, yeah. yeah. Should be 101. I think we, we've, we've talked about this one pretty well. I think we've hit all the points. Did we miss anything on your notes? Uh, did we, was there any parts that we hated? Did we talk about that? Uh, you know, I mean, the parts that I hated are just the fact that it still scares me at 42 years okay. old. Right. I can't right. really watch okay. it. Um, right. Right. The tension is remarkable. I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. Is like I'm kind of with it 100% with the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Even though it's hard for me to watch, it's chilling. Mm-hmm. I still find it remarkable. And I, I, I'm not a horror movie fan, but I still like quality anything. And I think it's an incredible film. So it's not, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a long okay. list of things I hate. I mean, the computer stuff is, is janky, but it's, of course, yeah. it's 1979. Yeah, I didn't hate anything, really. I mean, the only yeah. thing that was weird to me was, was it took 17 minutes away on that ship. Yeah. And they showed all, and they showed all 17 minutes. I've got some great trivia lined up for our next uh, film on that very yeah, topic. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, we'll do that. The next very film film we're going to do is we're going to do Aliens. We had planned to do it, record it back to back, but we're going to take a couple of days to get it scheduled aligned. But we're going to um, dive into Aliens because I think it's interesting to look at these two films separately because though they have the same underlying plot, they are very, very different. Uh, oh, aliens, we're going to get a bunch. We're going to have a bunch more shit to talk about. I got yes. a bunch of shit on Aliens. And uh, yeah. my older brother should be coming. And he's an Aliens aficionado. So Perfect. he will. I've told him already that his job is that I will yell a bunch about yeah. things that I don't understand. But it's going to be his job to defend it. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll yell a bunch, and then he won't have a defense. So, sounds uh, good. We're going to see what happens with him. But, uh, okay, man. Yeah, well, that, man. Sounds, right. that sounds really good. Thank you very much for making the time, and, and I really enjoyed it. And yeah, bro. Nathan, Nathan, I will see you in hell. I'll see you in hell. All right, dude. Peace out. Okay. Okay.